There's something poetic about a 39-year-old man winning New Artist of the Year. I don't know where you're at in your life or what you're going through, but I want to tell you to keep going, baby. I want to tell you success is on the other side of it. I want to tell you it's going to be okay. I want to tell you that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason because what's in front of you is so much more important than what's behind you. Let's party, Nashville! Most importantly... There is something poetic about a 39-year-old man. You know what's funny about that, just that whole post, this whole situation with this gentleman. Uh, for people who don't know who that is, that is Jelly Roll. And I didn't know, and the crazy thing is, of course, because I tell y'all, I listened to um, Charlemagne's Brilliant Idiots. And Charlemagne's uh, co-host or partner, uh, Andrew Schultz, he talked about Jelly Roll a lot. And I never kind of paid attention to because Andrew bring a lot of, like, um different type of white people on on his own podcast, The Fragrant 2. And I really don't, sometimes don't really be, you know, you, like you listening, but sometimes you're really not paying attention. But that backstory with Jelly Roll even used to being a part of 3-6 Mafia. I think he was even in the group with, um, with Lil White. And it's just, even if you see him, it's just like, I guess even, I mean, I don't necessarily even know what a country singer or rapper looks like, but just him with all the face tattoos, he really looked like a rapper. And then he kind of looked like that rapper of that generation where people really not even a super like, um, I guess like almost fans of like that 2016 cover, like with the uh, XXXs and the Trippy Reds and the Lil Uzis and the Yadis, just that group, just if you talk about just stereo, if we stereotyping somebody just off of a look alone with all the like the face tattoos and all that stuff. And it was just like, Oh, all right, cool. So I seen, don't get me wrong. I seen the, I seen this post and I kind of listened to it and I scrolled over it and then, but what made it a little bit more relatable to, to me today. And of course it's not a drill. This is something that I'm trying to figure out each and every Thursday. I, I do. Cause I do feel like when me and Marcus record on Tuesday, it'd be a lot of topics that we miss or even sometimes that we record late. I know towards the, Ender, the, the later portion of some of the episodes out and that's just me watching videos like voice wise i know how to kind of always project my voice but video wise sometimes i look at it and i'm like now you can kind of see i'm getting tired in the face so i kind of wanted to stretch certain um stretch episodes i'll give you more content create that feeling of just like hey okay and then just the sidebar on that what made this uh episode a little bit more relatable and just made it a little bit more funnier to me because i I talk so much trash, right, about not wanting to do the relationship topics and this, that, and the third. And it's always funny. It's like, you can say whatever you want, but whatever plan God got for you, he going to work how he want to work for you. And he going to send you in a direction just like, he like you create the content and I'm going to push it. So with that being said, and I always tell y'all, I try to, especially for people who are creating content or you new in the business space, jumping out there with the entrepreneurship, whatever the case may be, it's like, you kind of realistically you just got to jump out there and, and just and, and continuously do the work. You can't get caught up in the numbers. And the reason why I say that is, and maybe, especially even with the relationship stuff, because I felt like, okay, it's oversaturated. This ain't for me. Boom, 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 whatever the case may be. And then, all right, well, the case may be one of my, to, to date, largest videos is that um, Scorp that uh, Scorpio video. So it's just, it's funny with that being said, with all that being said, it's just because I laugh every time, like when I'm cu coming up with top, like, going through the episodes and just like starting to edit like little clips and grab this one. And I'm like, and I'm just paying attention to the hashtags that I got to use for, you know, to get traction on these videos. I'm just laughing. Like dog, you was talking so much 
trash, like how you not going to do this and you tired of these things. And don't get me wrong, of course, for the male listeners, I'm still going to talk about hip hop. I'm still going to talk about sports. I couldn't just, I wouldn't be me if I just literally was just like, I'm going to just own solely just rock out on relationship topics. But it's just so funny how it was like, I was so against them. And then you kind of, I'm just looking at the last couple of weeks watching the audience continuously build up. But then I'm just looking at the engagement on social media. And then it was just, and it kind of tied me back into a question that I had maybe a few months ago when I asked Marcus, I'm like, who do you think is more loyal when it comes to listenership or just fan bases or whatever, men or women, right? And I and I do think realistically where you kind of, when I'm just looking at numbers, like let's just sit here and say, I'm, I'm just comparing numbers. I was looking at an ESTG video that I did, like when whatever that little situation went, happened with him and uh, whatever, the, uh, what's the new cap, uh, bootleg cap. So when that situation, I'm just looking at the numbers and I'm looking at, okay, this is like 500 some thousand, but then I'm looking at it compared to this video with the um with the scorpion women and i'm just looking at the response and the shares and just the uh, reusing the audio and it's just like with the difference between women and men is like i think for men we can kind of we can almost sometimes even hate watch certain things like you'll you'll watch certain people's uh stuff and not necessarily like you hating on them just but you because you want to disagree with whatever the comment is or whatever the uh, commentator is saying like if it's sports or whatever the case may be and then you may just that that general like interaction i think for men we kind of very stubborn with showing love or just kind of like really supporting another man because you kind of it's just that male ego thing so when i'm just looking at it, i'm just like you kind of can't like it's almost uncomparable like for dudes, it's just like, I don't like, it was just hard. I'm just in this something, of course, like I said, I'm just flushing out ideas and hoping that what I'm saying can uh, relate to somebody else where somebody else can kind of use what I'm going through with me speaking on it out loud and you kind of figuring out how you want to put your own situation in some form of motion and try to figure out what you got going on and how you can get it to work for yourself. But again, like I said, it's something I'm trying and for men, for all the women and men and everybody in between that is listening to each one of these episodes, I do want y'all input on what y'all like, what type of topics do you prefer, which ones help you get through your workday, when are you listening to certain episodes, because you got to kind of understand your audience, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I know, like I said, of course, I know that I listen to way more if my work schedule is longer, and then I know I don't listen to as many, like you got your go-to ones, it don't matter if you're working, you're in the gym, whatever the case may be, like I have certain ones that I can indulge in, it don't matter what's going on, but then it's something that's like, okay, I'm only really listening to this because I just got a long day. So I don't never want to be in the boat of the people you only listen because you're in a long day, especially when the holidays are coming up close, you got to kind of really figure that out to get your audience still to, to deal with you during the holiday season, because the holiday season, Kate is a whole bunch of different emotions, but I do one thing I do want to get back to, especially on Thursdays is uh, breaking down some of the lyrics to some of the music, because of course on Tuesdays when me and Marcus is recording, we recording on YouTube as well. So you can't play around with a lot of the music. So it's just, that part makes it hard, but I do feel like that is always an empty space. It's like people will, will talk about, kind of like talk about music, oh, listen to this, but you're not really digesting. And we can't do, of course you can't do it with every album because every album doesn't have uh, digestible lyrics where they have no real substance in it where you can kind of take away and talk about certain parts of it. So I do want to kind of even tie that into with this Lady London album again, because I did speak so highly of it. I do want to play a couple songs over there just and find little bars the way that we can have talking points from this. Again, like I said, I'm here each and every Tuesday for sure. Each and every Thursday, we're going to build it up to the point where you know Tuesday and Thursdays, I'm going to tap in with Mikey.
Got no niggas that you hit And all them niggas had you gas off of the bag that they ain't get And how they walked out on the tab and had you sad looking sick Hashtag nigga bagged you for a pick Huh, or the bag that they ain't get Or how quickly you forget Cause I remember giving you my last for you to flip So you got some audacity to casually convince yourself through him Would've never been a thing if yo, I ain't Yo, 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 what's the deal with you? I'm just trying to build with you I feel like you lying, just keeping it real with you. Yeah, well, I feel like you trying too hard and it's real simple. Real simple? Look, you wasting my time is the real issue. You can never waste my time. I do think realistically, again, that is one of the things that I do kind of want to go back into in 2024. Just figuring out how to genuinely date people where you kind of leave all the extra baggage at the door because even their back and forth exchange was realistically an exchange on worrying about one, of course, cause the song is called, uh, what is it called? No time. And they basically just describing how people go into relationships, uh, with, with their little baggage pieces where she just sitting here saying dudes, you know, they're finessed her out of certain situations just for picks or whatever the case may be so it's just like when you get those little feelings and you kind of always harboring what happened in the past you kind of never really get to get over that old baggage like you kind of constantly see what your fear is like you just think about it think about most of the time when you're going into like dating right what's your biggest fear and i think i'm sure we talked about this before but it just kind of just ties in with that song like realistically what is your biggest fear what holds you back from really letting go earlier than you probably whatever your time frame you always kind of got a time i guess like a a time pattern in your brain that you kind of just thinking off of like hmm, i don't want to do this before this then the third. oh i don't want to do this that and the third at this point of time like so where do you really allow it to go like where you let your thought pattern go like why are you holding on to certain things like let's just say, say for me if i had dad bad uh experiences with showering with gifts too soon but then it's always like what when when would you look at yourself and be like all right get over that like when are you gonna sit here and say that was the past and you can't keep holding other people to that circumstance like you can't sit here and judge everybody off of what happened to you in your past because that's just like if we tied into sports whatever happened last season happened last season we can't sit here one if you had a great season last year that don't got nothing to do with this season right here because people are not gonna still give you credit you can't win the mvp this season off of last season's play no you still got to show up every season like this is a brand new season so when you're going into dating it should be the same thing like bro this is a new season what happened last season it don't matter like you can you can get better off of it you can see where your mistakes was like i can improve in my game on this point but oh i can't sit here i can't bring those stats with me like it happened last year i still gotta show up i gotta sit here and play this person the same exact way nobody's gonna sit here and say oh we, at least we beat them last year in the playoffs all right cool but now they done smoked you every game this season <laughs> like what do that matter so again i think it's just something to think about like how do you kind of move over and not necessarily keep wasting not other people's time how do you stop wasting your own time yeah, this part gonna be a little hypocritical because it's to me it's like how do you you're supposed to be able to grow you're supposed to be able to be vulnerable and of course i feel like that's what jeezy was doing with this knee long interview but the my question is can you sometimes be too vulnerable where you kind of destroy the, your legacy a little bit because and, and i guess it's so realistically and it's like you can kind of almost 
demolish and, and kind of kill off the snowman legacy a little bit, then realistically you're building up your Jay, uh, your Jay uh, Jenkins legacy. You get what I'm saying? And I'm sure realistically, maybe that is the space that Jeezy's in. He maybe he's tired of touring and doing shows and performing some of these things, but it's just like somebody like myself, who's a diehard snowman fan. And you kind of just like, when you watching these interviews, it's like, I understand the growth. And of course, realistically especially in the older you get you want to be able to grow you don't want people to judge you from your past but you built a phenomenal legacy like let's be clear jeezy out of his group of his peers even though he still tore with a lot of them like when he goes on tour he is on tour with a lot of them but we always talk about just how that catalog hit so much so it's just like even some of the talking points in this uh, interview he did with Neil Long, even just bringing up, uh, I guess him being touched or whatever the case may be, I'm just like, can you leave some of that out or do you have to almost, I have to kill the snowman to become uh, Jeezy Jenkins? Like, do you have to do that almost? Because it's just like, that's how I'm feeling like, dog are you you almost it's like you're watering down that brand and of course like i said if we talking adult wise and you want to grow your brand you want to be more mature but it's just like dog it's so hard for me to like it took me a minute to even get through that whole interview like i was watching more clips and i even actually just sat through a whole interview because i just sat through millions of jeezy interviews as jeezy as jeezy the snowman but when we talking about this new brand it's like yeah, I don't know, dog. Like, I just, for me personally, this is the, this is the Jeezy I know. And I'm going to play this clip and we can kind of, I can flush this thought out together where we can kind of figure out where the stance is. Cause I feel like it's almost like you have to, he's, I feel like he's almost like, I'm done with the snowman. I'm past that. I'm on something different. But this is this, man, come on, dog. Hey, hit the kitchen lights, there's cockroaches everywhere. Hit the kitchen lights, and I small floors everywhere. Call the carpenter, the roof on the coops gone. Give a fuck what he sold. I'm the true cause. Kitchen beans on, niggas jamming Tupac. Give my Benny Hunter's on, working two pots. Baby needs shoes, partner need bail money. I'm a bloodhound for the bread, I just smell money. Niggas chest right, I recollect. Hands on G's and really counted them checks. I'm Donald Trump in a white tee and white ones. The conversation is money, nigga. You want some? So it's so hard to go from that. Like, and I'm talking about that's one of them jumps where, and that's not even off the, am I the realest nigga in it? You already know. Like, it's not even that. Like, he got so many of those. It's just like that, I guess, and realistically, somebody will have to interview him and ask him, do he feel like he's playing because i'm sure like when you're in certain spaces like when you sit down with the charlemagne's because the charlemagne is trying to grow so he's not going to give you no real pushback but for somebody like myself where it's like it's almost like the basketball thing when the lady told lebron to just shut up and dribble of course because lebron wants to be more than just an athlete wants to be more than just a basketball player and all of them have said it kevin durant lebron everybody has said that statement before but then it's just sometimes it's like you so great at being the snowman. And that may be, again, like I said, that was one of my pushbacks just when I was listening to the album. It was kind of just like, I hear you, dog, but I ain't feeling you, dog. So that's just my question. And of course, like I said, I could be sounding like a hypocrite right now. You're not allowing somebody to grow. You're not allowing somebody to mature and build out their brand. And realistically, that should be able to come with old age. The older I get, I should be able to mature my content. But then it's just like, damn, is that really worth watering down that snowman legacy 
So let's play a couple clips from this uh, this interview. About all of these things, all of these themes, all of these moments in your life, some moments in my own life where you have made a conscious decision to move forward and to choose yourself. Right. Right. But we what we haven't talked about is your current marriage and your current situation. And I think it would be unfair to you to not address that in this space where we're being really open and honest. And it doesn't have to be the details of anything, but if you've done all of this work and you've given yourself that grace and you've given yourself that space to grow and you've given yourself permission to love self, right? then what happens when a man gets to the point where they're just like, okay, I'm filing for divorce. Integrity intact. I, I could never say anything that would just, not honor somebody. That, absolutely. But I can tell you that this has not been a easy journey. Right. Um, I can tell you that I'm saddened. I can mm-hmm. tell you that I'm disappointed. I can tell you that I'm uneasy, mm. right? But again, like God has put me in a different path and that path is going to entail for me to take care of myself and to love myself and to be in the best situation that I can thrive as someone who's been through all the things that I've been through. It's kind of something you can't explain. Yeah, you can't. The real thing is like, you know, I don't like to fail in anything. Me either. You know, and, I don't want to lose. I don't want to fail. You know, I don't want to fail. Especially want... when I know what you've poured in. Right. And so, okay, so let, let's kind of just take for that right there what he said. And then my question is okay, if you really don't want to lose, then how do you give up on a relationship or a marriage? You've only been together for two years. So it's like when you sit here, and that's why I guess sometimes. I guess that is why a lot of artists you go to, you create safe spaces to talk because there is no real pushback. It's like both of them. I mean, well, she's she, of course, she's ready to throw um, Ime Odoka up under the bus regardless. So that's not her thing. So Jeezy's trying to still, I guess, stand on some type of moral compass when it comes to talking about this. But it's just like, OK, what's the purpose of doing this interview if you're just going to dance around the hot topic that people really here for people don't realistically let's be honest and it's a sad thing to say but people don't really care about what happened to you as a kid or what friends you had fallouts especially with friends is not like celebrities like these people are just like if you are like i said of course for somebody like myself who's a diehard jeezy fan i know who blood roy is i know who carbon 15 is like i know who these people are just because i'm a diehard jeezy fan but for the average person who listening to music or watching some interviews it depends on who's interviewing them nobody know about these people so they don't care so realistically that the juicy topic that people were looking for for the real answer was you still kind of danced around that and then i do think even like i said for him to be in a relationship for two years and then you give up on it it's like how do you realistically honestly sit here and say you don't like to give up you don't like to lose but you kind of gave up like just like who let's be honest let's just think about it for most of us listening right now i'm sure we've been on and off in relationships longer than two years and i know i have i've been on and off with somebody maybe for four years 
maybe three solid and maybe that extra one was just pointless but it's just like really and i don't have no kid with this person i ain't sit here and say i would go walk down the aisle and have a marriage and say i do so it's just like are you do you really and that's why again why i said even last week i felt like it was kind of like it feels like a rollout a little bit because it's just like are you being honest did you really work for something do you really not like winning because there's no way you can sit here and say i don't want to lose i don't want to feel like i just something just how can you honestly say that and you didn't like what's the real show up like how can you be real and say i showed up i put my best foot forward in this situation and it was only for two years to me two years you probably really don't even know somebody so it was just like are you it, it make you question a lot of stuff and it's just, and the crazy thing is i seen and of course you know TikTok always got these little uh they always got these little um what you call them i guess uh they, they got all these uh conspiracy theories i'm gonna play this one interview that i seen that somebody sent me on TikTok because we i don't even know how they even knew that i was a jeezy fan but they sent it to me and we kind of was having a conversation about this and this is one of jeezy old friends and this was their take on that whole little situation and i honestly agree with them and jeezy and jenny may jeezy mm -hmm. filing for divorce yeah um, did you see that coming? Absolutely. Wow. I don't believe that Jeezy really, really was rocking with it. I think that it was a, a pivot that Jeezy was trying to make to move over into the corporate world. Yeah, I felt that. I think that it was a business decision, I right? I think that Jeezy was trying to get away from being Mr. 17.5 and, and starting to you know, be looked at a little bit differently. I don't think that he was able to successful, successfully pivot. And I think he had to align himself with somebody that was a lot more relevant, like somebody like that, in order to then you know, secure bigger bags, more corporate sponsorships, more opportunities that's outside of what it is that he had to subject yeah. himself to in rap. Yeah. I think that Jeezy wanted to be Jay-Z. Jeezy wanted to transition over into the J world, right? He wanted to switch over. He wanted to cross over and tap into a completely different audience and transition over into businessman. I think that Jeezy wants to be looked at differently than what it is that he came in like. That was one of the ways he tried to play it and it failed spectacularly. Jeezy. So, so, and again, that was, I guess, the reason why I was just like, damn, are, are you trying to kill the snowman legacy to build up the Jay Jeezy Jenkins legacy? Because it's just, and you know, so crazy. I was watching uh, on my way leaving the gym, I was listening to Boosie's interview on a breakfast club. And, and I guess because Boosie is so comfortable in his skin and who he is and even who his audience is, he know his audience. Like to the T, he was explaining how like he got the North Carolinas uh, locked on South Carolina, whatever the case may be. And it was so crazy that he said it in this Breakfast Club interview because, of course, I was watching another interview. I think I'll say Cheese was a, a manager. I want to say he was Mo3 manager. And, he, and they were speaking on the, just the whole Young Blue situation. And he was saying how that he didn't understand how important that Boosie stamp was until he kind of, you know, I guess he was going on tour. Some, something that he had some alignments where he got to actually see Boosie's fan base uh, hands-on and actually get to see them in real life and how big of an impact that Boosie has in the Midwest and in the South. And it is so for me with Jeezy, it's like, of course, because if we're talking about, if we're talking about just certain like audiences, I don't necessarily know that vulnerability that Jeezy's having with Nia Long. I don't know if these people care about that. Like, I don't even know if it, that will resonate with some of them because realistically, of course, if we talk, if we even just talking about corporate America, those corporate America jobs aren't even really offered in certain parts of the Midwest. It's hard labor jobs. I think I talked about this before when I was saying I talked to a lady and she was telling me how her whole family was like from Indiana. Oh, I think it was it Indiana? Yeah, it was Indiana. How they were like, uh, 
their jobs was working in like building cars or whatever the case may be. It might be like between Indiana or Michigan, somewhere like that, where they build cars. And everybody, her brother dropped out of high school to just get that job because that was a career job like she's their grandfather had that career her dad had that career so it's just kind of like certain people in those states and cities where it's just like i don't know if they care for that like jeezy like where it's almost like when he's saying with that jay-z i want to get put in a different room in a different light i want people to look at me differently it's like i have to almost it, it's damn it's like it's almost it's almost like you hanging your your other ego in public for people to see you in a different light and then it's just like I don't know. I mean, of course, I mean, you can't you you can't tell somebody what success looks like for them. But it's just like, damn, is it really worth it? Like, is it really like something that you built from scratch? Something that was so organic. Again, like I always tie for somebody like myself. I'm younger, and I wasn't around when BMF was BMF. So I found out about BMF through Jeezy. I found out who Big Meech was from from Jeezy. So it's just like all of that being tied. It's just like, and maybe I guess that sometimes it's like all right because you didn't maybe you felt like you capitalized a lot on that leg like i wonder almost if jeezy was smart enough to be able to pull off what 50 cent is doing like with the bmf series would you be so quick to sit kind of like water down that brand because like, think about somebody like just think about the 50 cents and the boosies two people who like you almost damn 100 positive know what you're gonna get from both of them all the time like you know for a fact that boosie is just gonna be boosie though he gonna show up as boosie all the time like his energy, his delivery, if you bring up a certain topic, you almost damn near know how Boosie gonna carry it. Same way with 50 Cent. So it's like for two people who understand their brand and understand their audience and understand the impact that they have with their audience, they kind of show up for themselves, And then they do kind of make you respect them a lot more because it's just like, even when 50 Cent going on tour, and you kind of knew the vibe the 50 was going to set when it came to like when he was even joking about not getting the bras like Drake. But you knew that for a fact people was going to come with the fake bulletproof vests, people was going to come with the do-rags, people was going to come with the G-Unit merch because he built that audience for himself. Like if you close your eyes right now, I'm sure you know what a Boosie concert going to look like any part of the over the country. And he real quick, we could kind of even tie that into when Six Sexy Red was saying that she was the new generation's Boosie. And he kind of thought about it was just like, she's kind of right because that raw ratchetness that is what she's capturing and of course i think it rubs it might rub some people the wrong way because it's a female and so many people aren't used to seeing it in the female but just i think that's sometimes of course when i always say the louder voices on social media that's always in the comment section always giving the opinion nine times i tend you giving your opinion from a good corporate job you at work and you in the comment section but some of these people who live and give it up, like how Boosie and Sexy Red do, they don't be on social media. And they, the jobs that they probably work don't even allow them the opportunity to sit in nobody's comment section and comment under the shade room or do whatever that other stuff. But that's why these people are so relatable to them because they feel like, damn, if I get famous, I'm gonna just be just as raw as Boosie and Sexy Red. And for a lot of people in certain parts of America, that is it. And you can even kind of tie that into the jelly roll. Like I gotta play some of his music. I was in the gym yesterday and I kept telling myself like, all right, if you're not going to, go to church on Sunday, you have to be able to, you can't, you can't completely just say, I'm not gonna go to church. You gonna work out and, and neglect your relationship with God, right? So of course I was listening to, I, I listened to Pastor Mike and then who else did I listen to? And can I be honest with y'all? I, I listen to Jerry Flowers, but I always kind of find myself, it's hard for me to really listen to some of his messages straight through. Who did I end up, cause I end up cutting him off and then I end up listening to I think that's how I end up listening to Jelly Roll because I just kept like something about Jerry Flowers. It just kind of keeps it turned me off a lot. And and I think, and I'm sure most people realistically, y'all got hip to him because of the relationship stuff. 
But like, what's his messages that hit that ain't got nothing to do with relationships? And that's not no shade to him. This is the God on the truth. I listen to a. I feel like my my take with especially when it comes to pastors and we talking about on podcasts. I'm sure you don't even get to and probably nobody else to even speak on um the their religious beliefs or people that they kind of indulge with when it comes to content. So for me, I'm just being honest. It just don't. Like when he he was he of course he milked that relationship situation. I felt like everyone that's how I kind of even got hip to him. A bunch of women then going back to early what I was talking about just with like who shares more content freely without any real hesitation is women. And that's how I felt like I even got hip to him. But because when he was doing that relationship series, it was huge. But then it was just like the more okay after you over that one now you kind of got to get into other. I hear him just to me it sounds like a lot of times when I listen to his message it's like you're trying to talk down on other pastors that may be successful in this space like you kind of throw shade on the way they deliver the word and everybody's experience is different and that's why again why like yesterday when i really got into the jelly roll i was listening to his words his delivery and i'm like oh dog he is tight like if this is country music sign me up for this because he's talking like it's so relatable like dog, i'm gonna play like literally like i said i'm gonna play i'm about to i'm gonna we're gonna pause it and i'm gonna play some of this music and really digest and break down what he's saying i think he had a song called save me what was the two jumps that really kind of stood out for me i want i know for a fact it was save me and what was the other one that really was like crazy that i was listening to that uh it was save me oh and the son of a sinner son of a sinner save me need a favor need a favor i feel like that's almost damn near all of us to be honest if we if we keeping it a buck matter of fact let me give a piece of that and then we can come in with something else i only talk to god when i need a favor and i only pray when i ain't got a prayer so who the hell am i who the hell am i to expect a savior Oh, if I only talk to God when I need a favor, God, I need a favor. I know amazing days. So just think about just that hook, right? And that's just, and I don't necessarily know everybody that's listening. I don't know where your relationship is with with your God, however your higher power that you believe in, right? But just think about how sometimes life can just get so busy or you trying to, and I even for myself, but sometimes it's just like, okay, I may work on a Sunday and then some Sundays, okay, you may not work, but you feel like, damn, I'm slacking on really putting in like a good cardio situation because sometimes it's like just that freely to be able to wake up early in the morning and just go to the gym, empty stomach and really just be able to push yourself. Sometimes like the only time I can, like maybe it's a choice to like work on Sunday or just do this or go to the church, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you have those moments and then realistically, if you have already built up a real belief face, a belief system and a real relationship with God, that's going sometimes missing church. It's going to eat at you a little bit and you're going to have to have real conversations with yourself. You will have to get on your knees and pray and have to have real conversations with God to figure out how can, hey, how can we keep this relationship strong? And can we figure out a way to give a little give and take on if I'm not showing up in the physical form in this building? But can I still take in that word? You get what I'm saying? So I do think realistically, it, it's, it's, that's how it be. And that's why when I'm listening to his music, I'm like, damn, this is fire because his presentation isn't the normal presentation. Look how I describe this man. For people, if you haven't seen him, I'm just, like I'm talking, this is a, a heavy, a fat white guy with tattoos like fucking Lil Uzi in them, like Lil Wayne, like his face is fully tatted arms everything hit like hand tattoos all that so just think about even just that word and that message he give but if you're talking about what the stereotypical when you're thinking about somebody with that type of form of religious faith you wouldn't see this person 
you wouldn't be able to be like, this is what it's like, but you can still, and that's why I appreciate people like that. Because when you hear somebody like that with that type of delivery, but still doesn't pre presents their self with as a suit and tie and um, this square from Delaware, it make it more raw. It makes it more authentic. And it makes me chase that message a little bit more because I'm like, damn, this is a regular person just like me. He, and he may be a little bit more extreme, but then I feel like he can sit here for somebody from the hood like me, but then I'm sure there's some white people in the middle of in the middle of Arkansas, shit, wherever, just all the little places, North Dakota, South Dakota, where they can really relate to him because that twang on his voice is relatable to him. Like that person in Oklahoma City, I'm sure for a fact, they probably love him. There's people in Texas, I know they love him. You get what I'm saying? Because I understand how that voice and that, like it just sound, I'm not gonna lie to you. Actually, get into that album. Uh, what's the name of this Jelly Roll album? Because I actually listened to it. I, it's called uh, what is it? Um, Whistles Whistles Chapel Whistling's Chapel is W H I T S S I T T T. So I don't necessarily know exactly how you pronounce. It. I want to say it looked like it's Whistles Chapel, or you could just put in Jelly Roll. Need a favor? Save me. They all on that project. Um, yeah, it was fire. I'm not gonna hold you. Shout out to Jelly Roll. Coming out of New York is drill music. What type of impact do you think that's having on our youth? And what does that mean for the future of New York music? I'm curious to see how long drill is going to last because it's such a monolithic thing as far as the sound and the feel of it. I don't know how it can evolve. It's the lowest quality of rap in the business right mm. now. I'll take it a step further. That just sounds like, really sounds like programming. It mm. sounds like some mind control shit. They take an R&B song and they rip it. Killer It's like, bro, what the f it's just that constant. Right, you think Mary J. Drilling. Blige love song is about to come on, and next thing you know, it's shoot your eyes. Yeah, now you like, killing this eye. If drill music came from Charlotte, North Carolina, it wouldn't be nothing. It's only what it is because New Yorkers are doing it. This music coming out of New Yorkers. So I, I, I wanted to play this clip because realistically, it is a uh, it's a it's a viral video surfacing around of a few young men and they're talking about committing crimes and, 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 don't, and don't let me forget i did talk about i guess realistically we'll probably need to play some jelly roll after i play this clip of these young men because this clip was very disgusting and you can listen to the sound and the tone of these young gentlemen's voice they sound like they may be like i'm gonna say like eight or nine at the max maybe 10 or 11 and it's kind of crazy you and just like but just listen to the conversation then we can kind of dig on that and then it almost makes me, I guess, kind of be like more of like, I kind of, um, it makes you almost more okay with the Jeezy conversation and change a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna play it and then we can go. Hopping in with them and they gonna get away. He was saying he'd rather commit murder than commit armed robbery. Yeah. You are the dumbest. Oh, no, you ain't saying armed robbery. Armed robbery is what we're doing. What no, it's not. Doing? It's armed robbery and an armed car jacket, dummy. It's the same thing. That's lower than murder. It's both of them combined. That's lower than murder. That's higher than murder. But no, you You're know what murder. You're taking on human life. That's a gunshot. Murder is a gunshot. Possession of a gun. Murder. First degree murder. That's like that's like eight charges in one case. You dumb as shit. Bro, whoever's the job, they, if I know they go, they know how to drive, they ain't going to get away from 12, then I'm venting with them. You hear me? If I feel like the nigga not going to get away, I'm not hopping in with them. No doubt. You know what he 
That's just the square of two years. So that conversation, I, I hope for most adults seeing that it's disturbing. And, and, I, and the crazy thing is I've seen people in the comment section saying, if you was outside and this, that, and the third, you probably already witnessed these type of conversations when you were young. I disagree. I feel like I was outside. I was in a lot of my friends. Of course, I grew up in an age where you use was a thing and it wasn't niggas wasn't carjacking people it was the the little key it was a key like you had a it was damn near almost like i don't even know how to explain it it was almost like a magical key that damn near opened and can took any goddamn car of that to use that same key thing whatever to the ignition maybe like they didn't break in the window or nothing it's literally a key and they used to turn it and they used to do whatever and i had i'm talking about probably damn near half of my neighborhood got locked up for you driving those you use in them type of cars so but that's kid shit. that wasn't nobody wasn't sitting here thinking of and I'm gonna tell you how when kids are so kitty, like that was such a thing where like most people in my neighborhood at that time, like that was their get down. It was just like you using that type of shit. Like I was probably one of the only some of that of my age group of people. Like I'm not talking about the, the dudes that was older than us, because of course they grew up in the 80s and the 90s or whatever where hustling really was a thing. I probably was the first person of my group of peers that broke out and was like, oh you know, he gonna get some money. Like y'all can do that corny shit. Cause women never gonna like it. Like it never was a cool thing. Like of course people, how you may present yourself, like okay, if you know how to spend money, but most thieves don't even really know how to present themselves like on some flashy shit because they so used to just like I need an all black I just need to be low key I'm trying to take because they because they are takers they kind of even knew how to not draw too much attention to them so they were never even a flashy type like considering towards a trap or something so when we literally when I'm listening to this and I'm reading people in the comment section I'm just like dog that's the problem like you cannot make this seem like this was the norm like yes we were kids but we weren't kids talking like bro they're talking about comparing murders to fucking carjacking and then these will be the same people who their parents would get on tv and be like oh my kid wasn't like this that and the third and and then when you hear videos like that and you'll see people say like people were saying like dog adults will eventually have no remorse for taking your kid's life because it's almost like it's gonna be damn near it's like them versus us and that shit should never come to that point but then it's just like when do you pull the plug on that it's like when do you sit here and say oh, we got to put a foot down and it's almost like you 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 don't want to of course i'm sure you don't want to seem hypocritical because you got to grow up on rap music you got to find fall in love with whoever your favorite rapper was when you were a kid but it's just like when do you sit here and say hey let me put my adult pants on and actually become a parent and sit here and say you have to almost like erase some of that shit. like how do you erase just that whole image and that whole behavior like that it just to me don't some stuff just don't make sense like when you hear that i was just like damn it's crazy like this is how far it has went like even listening to the little lingo he's saying like oh i'm gonna spend a blend and bend or whatever however they like that talking is just like oh my god it's so disturbing and it's just like and you have to put it you you gotta put the responsibility on parents like when are you gonna become a parent when do you put your foot down because this video it looked like it was nighttime and these is like i said like the, to me like i'm even looking at like one of them like height wise the little boy look like he's like eight or nine let's maybe say 11. but just think about how dramatic and to me as an adult how scary that is because nine times out of ten you'll put adults in situations where they're not gonna treat kids like kids no more Cause don't get it twisted. It don't matter how vicious or violent a kid is. He's still a kid. So if you bump into a vicious 
aggressive adult, that kid don't stand a chance. The difference between a kid and an adult is the adult may think out some of their behaviors longer because they know realistically how it's going to play out, how bad it can play out. A kid don't don't understand none of that until it's just too late. But if you push adults to the point where they looking at kids like they are their biggest enemies, bro, it's going to be it's going to get difficult for your kids sometimes because people going to start almost stereotyping your kids so bad where you're going to be like, she gonna get crazy. Like you ain't gonna want your kid to have hair. You ain't gonna want your kid to fit none of these stereotypes because you don't want people to almost look at your kid as an enemy. And it's gonna be in from the community. It's a difference between like, of course, like when Bone Thugs was whatever and Snoop was whatever. It was like, yeah, you may sit the stereotypical for like white people or police officers, but the scary part is when your kid becomes a stereotype and they, um, and they fit the image with other black people. And where we don't even know how to draw the line no more, where we looking at it like, yeah, I don't trust these little kids. I don't even want to be nowhere near them. I don't want to be no parts of them. And when and you might just even come at them very aggressive and they may not even be like that, but they just fit that stereotype. Like again, in that, and now y'all think about, it, I've been preaching that whole, the shiesty mask for like a year and some change now, but when it just, I don't know, you get tricky. And that space is just like, when do you sit here and say, enough is enough again and I, and I get it I'm not a parent so I know that y'all still be wanting to have your free time and you still want to be able to turn up and you still want to live but then it's just like to what extent and of course if, th if this not your kid this conversation not for you but I'm sure you probably know somebody with a kid like this who probably is willing to turn up with you anytime you reach out like oh you trying to go out this weekend and they always oh yeah girl come on let's go Sometimes to me, as even as a friend, that don't never draw up like a red flag to y'all. Like, damn, this person always ready to turn up, always got free time. But then be the first person, oh, my kid, it was a good kid. Like, was they? Or was you even actually like physically there putting in the effort and the time to kind of construct a different mindset? Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a parent and I don't, sometimes you don't want to have the conversations where you become a hypocrite of, how you live, but it's just like you, the goal is realistically is to be like, almost like the BGZ. Like you want to be able to live a regular life sometimes and you kind of want to be able to experience life and be able to speak from experience of what happened and how you overcome certain things and wash your hand with it. But then it's just like, why? Like, I don't know, dog. It, it get rough. But like I said, let me let me uplift the people a little bit. Let's get into a little bit more of this jelly roll. I like the, oh, would that like save me more or the son of a sinner? I'm going to go with, uh, I feel like that son of a sinner was more relatable. I never get lonely. I got these goals to keep me company. I took the rear view off of this old Ford, so I only see him in front of me. Now the past is out of sight and out of mind. Swore I changed, now I'm back chasing these white lines. I'm just a long-haired son of a sinner, searching for new ways I can get gone. I'm a paddle to the highway If you ever wonder why we write these songs Cause I'm only one drink away from the devil 
Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. I guess I'm just a little right and wrong. And like I said, you probably realistically really just got to take time to, to listen to the words. But then it's just like, again, like sometimes I know for a fact this episode, I could call this very hypocritical because it is like you, you, I can speak from this place because I've lived enough, not to the point where it was like those kids, but I've lived enough to, to, to appreciate when you hear these type of messages in the music. And, but then again, to me, it's just like, but could you do a better job if you, I guess yeah, the better question is, would it be better if you can do their job and eliminate that experience for your kid? Like, of course, those experiences built us to be who we are, for us to be able to communicate and be able to relate to certain things. But I guess my, the real question is, I thought the goal was to be able to remove your kids from some of the experiences that they may not need to go through or some of the experiences you grew through it probably damn near where you had to pray through them all the time and can't like you look back at it be like damn how did i even make it here how did i get here when you have those conversations and those and that is your thought pattern realistically to me it should be i don't i don't want my kid to have to go through that i don't want my kid to be able to relate to jeezy or be able to relate to lord dirk or be able to relate to whoever else may be yeah i don't i honestly don't I really don't want to be able for my child to be able to re relate to these people. So like, how, where do you find, I guess, the alternative to that? Because then it's like, is it the raw ways? Is it the young boy? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the alternative is. I don't even know what the alternative music is. Is it more R&B? Is it more, like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't have, I don't have all the answers to it, but I do feel like I want to be able to be the person that pushed that thought pattern onto what can it be? And we should be able to share it with each other. Like, hey, what's some alternative music? And, and I guess it's sad because you don't want to see uh, rap music die off, but it's just like, how do you, you gotta kind of change the, the, the ecosystem with it because it's just like, oh, we here, we live here. I'm, I'm talking to people who live closer. We're not sitting here off in the mountains somewhere. You're not off on sitting on a bunch of acres and you're not a millionaire to the point where you're, you know what I'm saying? Like your kid can't be affected by this music and that energy that's put out in the world because they can and they will be. So it's like, how do you avoid that? Again, like I said, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I'm just here to kind of flush out these thoughts and I see these videos because people share them to me. And again, that's why I ask the listeners, bro, shit, send me stuff that y'all think is worth talking about. And even, and though y'all know I ain't the smartest person in the world, explain to me, hey, why you think this should be talked about? Why is this important to you? Like this video triggered you for what reason? So I can be able to speak on a larger platform, but I'm speaking for y'all. Like I'm, we, we build this shit together. Like I can't sit here and make it like I'm just talking, but it took from people sharing the links and people telling a friend like, hey, listen to this, whatever the case may be. And then for the people who roll with me through co-host to co-host, whatever the case may be, bro, this is this is mine, just as much as mine is y'all. So like I said, when y'all see certain things and if it make you feel some type of way, send it to me. You better explain to me why you feel that way so I can understand it because some of it I may not be able to understand off the rip. And then we gotta kind of go from there. So like I said, man, y'all know we here. Let's figure, I guess let's, let's lighten up the conversation a little bit. Let's figure out some little bit of, y'all want to go relationship. I do need to give some sports uh, topics real quick and takes. Oh, matter of fact, let's do that. Um, well, you know what's so crazy, I guess, about just when you pick in sports takes or topics to talk about. No, Angel Reese is such a fucking polarizing figure. And it's crazy to me, right? Because it's like, it almost to the point where it's just like, 
and I think that's when it comes to like the point when I have my uh topics when I'm like, oh, I'm just rolling with all the black quarterbacks or I only can date black. And don't get me wrong, I do think sometimes where I and I will find myself continuously pulling away from that that topic. That that not the topic, but that talking point of did you won't you will only date a certain way because you just necessarily don't know. And and it's kinda is ignorant to sit here and box yourself in when you say stuff like that because you the person who may be perfectly made for you shit may be of a whole different race. Like, and you can't be that ignorant to be just because of what if you're that's your perfect person what if that is the person who is made for you and it's just so funny to say that because i was sitting a homegirl of mine when we was just going through the numbers and looking at the um the uh the scorpio video and i was just telling i'm like bro i'm not gonna hold you some of these white women are od aggressive with shooting their shot and it's so and that shit becomes very hard to turn your head to just because like what is your real reason but you're not even giving this person a fair opportunity i'm talking about, like they shooting pulling up like steph wide open from the logo walk up like how why and you don't have no real reason now don't get me wrong when you when i do post videos of like ain't but these not women who having these comments and it be men sometimes don't get it twisted like you even have black men who just be like oh you they got beat by such and i'm like bro this is okay it was the game one yes lsu got beat by 20 some points that was game one the next two games, they didn't beat teams by 40, 50. So it's just like, it, though, it's in the, and one thing about college sports, you're not playing a bunch of ranked teams the whole entire season. And that's why the games when you do play ranked teams count more. But it's just like, first, I seen a jump where it was like, uh, who did Iowa play game one? They played uh, Virginia Tech, and it was a, it's a, a course of Kaitlin Clark. She balled out. She had like 43 points, I believe. What was it, eight rebounds and six assists? And she played, and it was a young lady, a, a young, a young white lady who played. What was her name? Her name is Georgia. I want to say A Monroe. Like it's, it's Monroe, but I think it's, it's spelled with like an A. She had like thirty something, right? So of course she had a great game. But then there was people sitting here, like maybe a two days later. I think I just seen it yesterday, and somebody was like, "I'll take a." Georgia, I think whatever, like, so let's say her name is Monroe. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but Georgia need to be in the same conversation as Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Dog, that one, that's one game. And then two, why do she need to be in that conversation? These was two women who were literally going head to head in a national championship game. But I understand why. And I guess that is the point where it get, kind of gets frustrating because I take in so much content. And of course, me and Marcus argue about this all the time, but I pay I pay attention enough. Like I said on Twitter, I read, I pay, I read through the comments. I look and see how people, because that's how you realistically you can't. And that's, I think to me, to be a great crea content creator, you can never act like your opinion is above the comments like you have the kind of that's how you kind of get a, a a gauge of what people are really feeling like what's really triggering people why are they feeling some type of way but you every i'm talking about even perfect example like caitlin clock had a a fucking 44 point game but because people just all right the white people just like her just because she's white cool and don't get it twisted and the sad thing is this girl can really ball i hate the fact that she has to be the face for that group of people Cause she can really hoop her ass off and it gets watered down where it may be people who genuinely just love basketball like myself but it's kind of like still i'm still a black man i'm still going to get triggered if i see people jumping down angel reese back for no goddamn reason and don't get a twist and again and, 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 and to be honest i even said it in my video when they lost their first game i do think realistically over the summertime 
Angel Reese was doing a lot more enjoying being a celebrity than she probably was taking better in her game where Caitlin Clark was of course posting videos where she practicing but of course she was a loser so that happens of course the loser going we seen LeBron do that shit every offseason LeBron always showing y'all how he working out he doing whatever the case may be because he didn't win the championship but I can't look I think what Angel Reese just turned 21 or something like that or 22 whatever she's in her early 20s I can't expect somebody in their 20s who is being the face of goddamn college sports at that moment I can't expect for them to sit here and not enjoy their fruits of their labor, which is crazy. But again, when you sit here talking about, I'm looking at the comment section, I'm looking at how many people are just so fast to just hate on her. And I just be like, damn, especially when you see men, I'm like, bro, give it a second. Like I said, first thing, and I, you know, I, for certain, like certain comments, I'll just let fly. But the first thing you do, jump in my comment section, be like, oh, why you ain't talk about when they lost to Colorado? I said, slow down, especially when it's men. I oh, it don't care, man or woman. Don't no, slow down. This ain't the shade room. Do, do me a favor, make sure you went to my page and look and make sure I didn't make that video that you talking about that I didn't make before you leave this comment, cause I did. Bro, I'm a, I'm a fan, but I'm still gonna, I'm content over a fan of whoever, cause I do the same thing with LeBron and if they get cooked and, it's, and if I got the time, I'm gonna talk about it. I don't care. It ain't nigga, I don't like, what would get me paid is the content. It's not me sitting here making love to one person and, and being the ultimate defender for them, hell no. But it's just, but it's corny that people be so pressed to point out that one thing because then it's just like, all right, what about the next game? The next game she had 24 points. Well, she had 28 points, 14 rebounds, like two steals, and like, and like I think like three blocks or something. Like she had a crazy game. Like, okay, so of course, sometimes, especially when we're talking about winning championships, it happened to the Chiefs. The first game of the season, they lost to Detroit and then went what? And won however many games until they lost to Denver. So what they won, won like six games in a row? before they lost to Denver. So it's just like certain things, like I be hearing y'all, but it's just like, dog, like let's be real sometimes. And, but that shows you just how emotionally triggered people are to see uh, black women kind of flourish. And that's the, and that to me is the sad part. And that's the part where I guess you can't never turn that one off. Like that's how, I don't care about how lusty you may get over whoever and whatever. That's the part that will be always hard to turn off. And with that being said, let's go to the scissor clip. To say thank you to black women specifically sorry because before anybody like bought my albums or thought i was cute and like i had anything on the billboard black women came to my shows they stood up for me they played my drum they connected with me and i'm so so grateful to be black and to be amongst family and that's all i have to say i just want to say thank you to black women specifically just feel like women are seriously ready for emotionally intelligent men. Kitty, <laughs> Kitty, what do you think? Okay, let's talk about what emotional intelligence comes with before we even get into this conversation, okay? We're talking about you wanting a man who is tolerant, who regulates his emotions, yes. who also knows how to manage your emotions. Mm -hmm. But you're also talking about a man who knows how to navigate his sensitivities and everything else when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. But you have to consider that an emotionally intelligent man is good at cutting people off when he sees that your sensitivities bring too much reactivity. When he sees that you cannot regulate your emotions, when he sees that you have a low tolerance, this type of man that you are asking for is a man who will walk you out the door in a heartbeat. If he feels like you are disrupting his peace, if he feels like there's any level of disrespect, because there's a lot that comes with emotional intelligence. So if you asking for that, you got to come with the same level of emotional intelligence as well. Okay. That comes with a number of factors. So if you are a woman, 
who knows that even though you may be sensitive to certain things like criticism, rejection, because you're not always going to be accepted. Sometimes he's going to bounce back and sometimes he's going to say, I don't agree with your opinion. Sometimes he's going to say, I don't like those thoughts. Sometimes he's going to say, I don't like the way you speak to me. If you're not ready for that, don't be asking for an intelligent man. Do you? So, so I guess playing that clip, my question would be, uh, sometimes when we always talk about settling, right, or what people are actually looking for, what you actually need when it comes to dating, I always think to myself, like, how many people are actually taking time to make sure you leveling up? Because, like, let's say if I'm shunning somebody because, like you said, they're just not emotionally intelligent. Like, let's keep it right there. But what are you honestly doing on a day-to-day -day basis to figure out how can I level myself up? And that's why even when I'm, we talk about even coming up with content, like I, I want it to be a course like where we can stay what's going on day to day, kind of keep it still youthful so somebody younger can get game from this. But as an adult and the older you get, you kind of want that subject matter to be able to fit your age group as well. So my question of it is, is just like, I, I, I always, I, I mean, I'm sure my DMs, I can go, excuse me, a million times on just arguing about Oh, why do you men want to settle or whatever the case? Maybe you want women to settle as it is. But then, okay, my question is, cool, you don't never have to settle, right? You can keep shooting for the stars. But then my question will be, what are you doing to take yourself to the next level? Because let's just sit here and say today, if somebody, what's, what is Thanksgiving next week, right? Let's say if somebody shoot their shot at you November, what is that, 21st or something like that, right? And, and they may not be where you want them emotionally or intelligently or financially to that day. But then my question would be is, what are you doing to make sure if, let's say if this person accomplishes that goal five or 10 years from now, that wherever you said felt like they were settling, are you continuously leveling up? Because sometimes it's not going to necessarily be just the financial space. Because for most of the time, when we talk about the settling thing, it is the financial thing. But what about the emotional intelligent piece? Because think about it. Think about for how many women, why some women feel like they even still have to have a, uh, a male friend. You know why? Because you feel like a lot of your female friends aren't emotionally intelligent enough to have certain conversations with. So you need a man's point of view. Even just think about why. And that's one of the reasons why I see so many dudes pandering when, and that's why I get frustrated when we do have these conversations about a uh, relationship podcast or whatever the case may be. Why so many women are quick to run to those because you feel like I can't get the real information that I want from people in my circle. So if you can't get, if you feel like you got to reach, I be that's why I, sometimes as a man, you be happy when your homegirls reach out to you if they going through like a, a speed bump in their relationship or something, because it's like they value your opinion or your emotional intelligence enough to have that conversation with you. So just think about it in, you, in your mind, your day to day, your weekly, your month, how many people reach out to you where they trying to uh, bounce ideas off of your emotions? And if, it, that, if that answer is slim to none, then you probably need to look in the mirror and figure out like, I keep saying I don't wanna settle and I'm keep pushing men away from certain things, but am I really leveling myself up? And that's the same thing for men. And don't, don't it's not just a woman. I, when I talk, I feel like I wanna be able to speak universally. Like this shoe can fit for whoever. This is a unisex shoe where a man can fit this too. Because for men, and that's something even some days when you're talking about like mentally, just I don't feel like creating content because I, I don't feel like I'm physically where I wanna be at. When I'm on camera, I wanna look this certain way. And you'll have moments where you feel defeated, like, damn, when we talking about just even working out and you may feel like, damn, I'm plateauing, I can't go no further. That's to me, I mean, I guess if you want to kind of make it on the religious tip, that's the devil 
challenging you like he wants you to quit wants you to completely black side for all the work you have achieved let's say and say you wanted to lose 30 pounds but you stuck at 20. that's that doubt that thought did you feel like you want to give up bro that's that that piece right there he wants you to go back and now gain back the 20 you already lost you got to be able to give yourself a round of applause for the for the 20 did you lost you can't sit here and forget just because you can't get to that 10 or it's taking you longer to get to that 10 you can't forget about the 20 you already lost and i know i'm kind of all over the place but i still feel like that message kind of goes hand in hand because it's just like how are you improving yourself and it can't be just the financial thing that's one of my biggest goals for 2024 is like it's so much stuff you can't buy with money like you can't buy integrity you can't buy discipline and that's one of the reasons why like if you hear a lot of people um talk about like fitness workouts or just like and that's why those sounds always go so viral because it though and those comments re resonate with so many people who put in the effort because you cannot buy a physique like you can't go to the store and say hey of course if we talking about bbls or whatever the case may be but you still realistically if you don't have the right amount of money you still can't buy that neither like you can buy all the supplements you can buy the fat burners you can buy the testosterone pills you can do whatever you want to try to achieve whatever physical goals you want but realistically you still gotta go into the gym and put the workout just for people who have you ever took a pre-workout before think about that itch and that energy that boost you get but you still had to go to the gym and do the work that's when we talk about emotional physical mental wherever you going you still gotta do the work you can't sit here and expect that you want people to show up a certain way cool wherever you at today and if this let's say if you don't grow no more the person you may meet 10 years from now you may not be on their level and that's again what i'm talking about those things can't show up that that discipline to go think about especially when it's about to get cold now even the discipline on going to the grocery store or even if especially because thanksgiving around the corner next week think about the people who are planning already hitting the grocery stores at certain times of the day because they already know the later i wait the colder it get outside the hardest gonna be for me to be in there the longer i'm gonna be in there just even strategically thinking that one out like you gotta show up strategically trying to figure out how can you constantly evolve again when i'm talking about just go back to the workout thing real quick because i know i kind of bounce all over the place you can't buy that you think about how much money you got in your bank account right now or how much money you have ever seen but you still could not take that money right now and buy discipline you can go buy the body we all seen people go get the bbls and then watch how quick that it rub off or they'll get the you know, everybody always joke about oh you'll get this your legs and whatever case you still got lunch lady arms because you you didn't have no discipline you just had money and and that and that may be one of the best ways to show it because and that's not the pick on those women but it's the truth you skip you didn't want to have you didn't have the discipline to go to the gym and put the work in for it so you went and bought something you went and enhanced something but still inside you didn't accomplish nothing you just spent some money again you cannot buy discipline and that's the thing that will constantly show up and that's one of the things is like always think just think about how many people when we took thing about let's just think about dating memes how many people complain about certain stuff right and when you complain about all that stuff think of the question i guess i will ask you is how much of that stuff you complaining about because it don't show up on a sheet of paper like you can't really check that stuff that you really need that integrity and that um 
the mental and emotional, that stuff you can't buy. And you think about sometimes even when you reach a certain level of success, if that's what's really did that itch did you really looking for, how many people you feel like success, it really got that integrity. Them lines get real blurry when we talking about integrity because think about how many people, like think about how many people question the integrity of like uh, Jeff Bezos or um, Elon Musk. Like people, you can't, you can't question their money, can't question their success, but people easily can question their integrity because realistically it get blurry the more successful you get, the more money you get. Cause when you, you, who really holding you to any form of integrity, because you already got bread. So if that's going to be, I think again, why I said 2024 coming in, you got to kind of figure out too, if we talking about love, are we talking about just, even if it don't have nothing to do with dating, it can be just friendship. If the majority of the stuff that you thought you were cherishing in the past, all I had to do with some financial stuff, or that's the favorite word, financial stability. I'm sure you, have met people with financial stability or whatever case may be, but how did that really still make you feel? Where were they really lacking? So again, it's just like, how important is that stuff for real? Of course, like I said, I mean, people's favorite line is the, the throw around, um, love don't pay no bills, but I'm sure it make it a lot easier to pay or be even, even if you laid on a bill, it make it a lot easier to settle with you if you got somebody to actually love you in your corner. I mean, that's something to think about. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have all the answers with those. And I know, like I said, sometimes when I talk in that, and my, my thought patterns get jumbled up, you got to kind of almost like a puzzle piece. You got to take it and kind of put it in where you're getting it from. But again, I, like I said, I guess the biggest takeaway is you can't buy discipline, dog. The stuff that, that will show up that you really going to need to sit here and say, Hey, I'm happy and I'm in love or I'm really looking for love. It ain't going to be able to show up on no checklist or no nothing. It's a feeling and that feeling you can't buy. and, and the reason why I wanted to play that clip is because, especially that that last line that she said, and of course that's all for the Lady London um, project, and that's a song featuring Tank, and it's called Way Too Much. But she was getting frustrated with helping building up people and allowing other people to benefit the fruits of her labor, right? And I think that comes in a place because, again, tying it back into the Jeezy thing is, you know what you really want. If you you got to think about it, and we can tie this into sports. You can't build a dynasty overnight. People be wanting to, yeah, you want to be a quick championship, and you perfect example I could use this with the LA Clippers right now. They went and got James Harden, and I think they record now they what zero and four since he been there. They didn't lost five games in a row, but since I think they lost one game before he got there, and then since he been there, since he played, they have been yeah they lost because they lost to the Lakers, so then they didn't lost four in a row since he's been there. So my only situation with that being said is you can't sit here and get frustrated at people blossoming and becoming a better person with somebody else because you ran out of patience. If you were trying to build a dynasty, look how long it took Tom Brady before he won his first ring. What, Brady got seven now? So it's just my thing when it's just like, 
or even the tied into Jordan. That's one that easy people can remember. And everybody loved to talk about Jordan six rings. But let's talk about the when he came into the league, nineteen eighty four. He won his first championship in 91. What was that? Six, seven years? My math kind of off a little bit. Yeah, seven, around yeah, like six years or something, whatever the case may be. Let's just say whatever. Y'all y'all better at math than I am. But that long spurt of time, imagine if the Bulls would have gave up on Jordan. You would have never got them six rings. But most people, when it comes to dating, you get so frustrated, especially because of the social media uh, day and age, the grass is always green on the other side. Think about how quick people are just to rush into to move off of somebody. But then in the back of your mind, when you see this person, you're like, damn, are you doing all this stuff that I built you up for? Are you in the back? You think about how many people, and I'm sure you've done it at least once, especially if you actually ever been in love with somebody and you soon as the very next relationship, maybe the next two, you pan, like if you can, you pay attention to, are they taking these people to the same restaurants you took them to? Are they going on trips the way y'all did? How are they spending their holidays together? All of those, if those things still register in your mind, you still think about them. Then my question is, why did you move off? You didn't, you, you ruined the dynasty too fast. You didn't even let it play out. You gave up on this team and this player already before it even got to the year 1991. Remember Jordan came in the league, 1984. You didn't, you gave up before it got to 91. You didn't give it real chances, though. Think about how many, just Google how many times Jordan was getting his ass beat in the playoffs, wasn't making it out of the first round before Scottie Pippen got there, before 1991. So just think about that. The next time you building with somebody, what are the things you really getting frustrated with? Because nine times out of 10 is so small and so petty. And that's why you know what the crazy thing is. You end up keep repeating that same cycle over and over. The shit that you get frustrated for, why you didn't, why your last three or four relationships didn't work. It's because of nine times out of 10, those patterns keep repeating itself in some form or some way. And then just think about there's somebody right now who may be listening to it, the holidays right around the corner. And you may be hanging on to a relationship right now by the skin of your teeth just because you're tired of starting over. But just think about it. You kept giving up on other people. Now you probably think about it like, damn, I probably could have made that shit work. Just think about that. Think about the two relationships you in. The one that you kind of, Maybe in right now, and you just, I'm in it, but who really cares for real? I'm kind of happy, but not happy as I really want to be. But think about the relationship that you gave up on too soon. And those times, how many times you was happy as hell. Like you was excited for a new season every year. But then it was just like that little thing that you kept lingering, like you felt like you can get a better player for, and you end up just making the team worse. It, that happens, dog. I swear it happens a lot. And I just do think realistically, people give up on shit too fast. You don't give it no real chance to really grow. And if it's not no real physical abuse or nothing like that, it's like, why you really give up? If there's no cheating, there's no physical abuse. If it's not no real mental abuse. Most people get mad because, oh, this person didn't show up. They, not, they don't have a work ethic enough or they don't got the ambition or the drive enough. So then my question for y'all is, do you think, Imagine if your favorite athletes, right? Let's just keep it. I love to keep it in sports. Do y'all think every team LeBron James won a championship on? You think every player on that team showed up the same way LeBron did? I'm going to tell you the answer. Absolutely not. Go Google, uh, what was it, Kevin Love and, and Charlemagne. They was, they, they was on the shop, and they was on there together. And Charlemagne asked Kevin Love something I forgot. And Kevin Love was like, no, everybody practice. Everybody practice the same way LeBron do, but we are not LeBron. Don't matter how many hours we spend in the gym, we're still not going to get that turnaround. So for people who don't like LeBron, let's take it to Steph Curry. Do imagine if Steph Curry said, Draymond Green don't show up the same way I do. 
But those attributes that Draymond Green bring up, that that gritty, that grit, just even that him punching Draymond, um, Jordan Poole in the face, however you feel about it, Steph Curry doesn't have that in his blood. That's not who he is. But imagine if he gave up on Draymond because Draymond couldn't hit threes like him and Clay. You wouldn't have had the Warriors dynasty. So that's just my thing. People get frustrated because you might be a, a passionate or ambition person, but you're dating somebody who's not. But what if they do something else better in y'all relationship that make you able to be able to shoot your wide open threes, that make it easier for you to be super ambitious? But that shit go over people's head because you want people to match you the same exact way. If we were all the same exact players, guess what we do? We become a horrible team just like the Clippers. Google it. Just Google the pieces, the thought pieces that people say about the Clippers all the time. Right now, this Clippers team right now with Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, um, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. All four of them, they can get a bucket. Any of them could get you 30 any night. But, but they all play the same. So they, it's just some people taking a back row. They don't know how to fit in. Like you watching James Harden passing the ball to James Harden, and he kind of just stuck like, damn, should I pass it or should I shoot it? But when he on the team by himself, when he was in Houston, oh, just give me the ball, I'm, I'm going to do me. Shit, James Harden had like a week where he was averaging like 60 points a game in Houston. For a week straight, he was averaging 60. But he and Clippers, he playing with the Clippers right now, a nigga look like he never played basketball a day in his life. He's just lost. Because you got a bunch of people around you who's ambitious, who's successful, who's this, that, and the third, so you don't know how to form into a good team. Every player on the team to make a great team, we're talking about even relationships, to be in a great relationship, Everybody can't show up the same exact way or y'all going to bump heads on everything. Somebody who's super, if both of y'all, I, I think I talked about that when we were talking about the, um, when I went with the young lady and we was went to New York, I, we kind of talked about it last week, but we, I know I talked about it with Floyd. Both of us are super ambitious. You constantly on your laptop working and I'm constantly, it's no tape. Nobody didn't, nobody folded. Everybody still wanted to be super bossed up. It don't work like that. You need the person who's okay with, I'm cool with not being bossed up. I'm cool with just working, but I'm showing up in this relationship top 10. But you want somebody that had the same drive and same, it just don't work, dog. I'm sorry it don't. Based on Apple Music in January of 2021. You are. And Mr. Williams says, I shot at his mommy, now he no longer mentioned me. Now this would seem again insignificant if you're just looking at these words. However, in this case, in the height of the 2050 gang war between the YSL gang and the IF gang, we have cases in which individuals of YSL shoot at the opposition's mother's house. Mr. Wyatt, Mr. Rayshawn Bennett, also known as Wyatt Van Lucci, we have two incidents in January 22 of 2015 and January 26 of 2015, where his mother's home, Mr. Bennett's mother's home, was shot at. And it is alleged to have been shot at by a YSL associate. This um, particular video is entitled Slack Talk. So specifically on this board, we have this verse. I just beat a murder rat. Paid my lawyer 30 for that. There's a few other lyrics in between, and me and my me and my slimes above the law. In addition to those lyrics, there's some other notable lyrics in this um, particular video. Mr. Stillwell states, 
and I keep a stick, ain't avoiding no smoke. Thank Mr. Williams. The song is called Bad Boy. It was released on Apple Music in January of 2021. So my question and my reason for playing this, and probably probably my last topic of the day, is what would you do if you was gonna right? And none of us actually know um, Gunner's real background. Like we don't necessarily know what like who Gunner really is or what he was really about. But again, I, I say this a million times. On here, when, when it comes to just hip hop in general, it's some rappers that we look at and we just don't take necessarily as gangster rappers. They may just put in their music and it's just cool, a little gumball. And of course, this could be hypocritical of what I was talking about earlier, because like, how do we change it? But I don't necessarily like, well, I, I think I, I talked about this with Amigos and I know I did, of course, when Takeoff passed, even when Drake, like some people was like Drake, me and Marcus, I think we talking about when people was getting mad with Drake using gumballs, like that's lazy. He could think of something better. Okay, cool. But I do, like I said, for me, because I even listen to it, I watch a bunch of battle rap and a lot of them dudes like they not really like that, but they use them like that is a culture in battle rap where they be like gun rap bars or they call themselves the um, gumball kings or something like that, because that is just what they use. And some of them, some of them niggas have got knocked out on stage performing. So why I'm tying this all in with playing the, that young thug situation is just like I always think of like, damn, what if Gunna really was just a rapper? Right. And I just want to get popping because. I, I, but reason and and I can almost I can relate to that because I've of course I've managed and I was the financial backer, but I've been in situations where it's like I remember um, this situation where it was this older head he was trying and this was like one of the top uh, people's his like his man uncle or something he was an older dude he had some bread and he wanted to you know sign top right, but we don't know him from Adam and Eve, and of course re realistically why this whole situation didn't go in because that money to the dude was trying to offer, like it wasn't more money than I already put up. And I would have talked about this a million times. I'm like, bro, I'm in a hole like 160. You trying to offer like a watch and some like a thousand dollars, some crackhead shit. Like nigga, please, I can go pee out another thousand dollars. Get the hell out on somewhere, right? But with all that being said, we didn't know him from nowhere. So just imagine if that day, I don't know how that man got that watch. I don't necessarily know how he did whatever. So if you just sit here and say, I'm an eager rapper to sign, and you go sign to this person and then boom, now, it, now it's like, what? You could be tied into any of that. And I'm not trying to give Gunner a huge, like some shooting him some bail, but it's just like, when you listen to that lady, excuse me, even break down those lyrics without no beat, it make you be like, oh, this nigga Young Thug really thought he was on, he was above the law. Like really listen to what he, like you sitting here talking about, and it's so crazy because I talked about this before. I watch interviews of Lucci describing that situation of his mom's crib getting shot up and he might have been doing a show where he was somewhere else and then come to find out boom i'm out of town and my mom don't getting shot up at and he he never threw thug on he never said he, who he was beefing with i'm literally like if you listen to if you go back if you go find one of these uh lucci interviews i can't remember off the top of my head what interview it was but when he's describing this he never i'm talking about never let people know it was a him and young thug thing. He made it seem like it was just some neighborhood shit. Like it was just me and some dude from a neighborhood beefing. Whole time you beefing with one of the biggest rappers out. But it's just like, when you listen to, and that, I guess that is the crazy thing about music and that beat. Cause it's like young thug could literally hide behind. Cause that song with him and uh, Juice World, and probably because he owned a song again with Juice World. Juice World, nobody thought of Juice World as, a gangster rapper, not nowhere near close. He's from Chicago, but he don't rap like Dirk. He don't rap like Chief Keef or G Herbo or none of them. And I don't know what type of drugs G Herbo on right now because he is tripping. Matter of fact, I do matter. Just, I, I know I'll be all over the place. I apologize. Rook, let me just play this clip because G Herbo been bugging out lately. What's up? What's up? What's up? I like well, your you fit. You asking me questions. What the 
Okay, 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 okay. We'll tell you what. So look, where you from? Chicago. You know where the f I'm from. How I was supposed to know that? Man, you know where I'm from. How <laughs> you ain't know? Why the f you here? The f you ain't you ain't look up nothing. Bye. How the f you don't know where I'm from? You talking to me? Get the f on. Get the f on. Get the f on. I don't care. Get the f on. I don't know. How the hell I'm supposed to know where the f you from? Don't nobody go. Don't nobody saying. know about you. Ain't nobody trying to look shit up. You nigga, light skin ass, light skin. You like mulatto with your light skin ass. Why your hairline so far back? <laughs> so I just had to play that clip real quick because right, I just had to get it out of my system. Uh, but just again, so it's just like I, I, I feel for Gunna a little bit. I feel for a lot of them. Like if you, were, if I'm just a rapper and I'm trying to get out of my situation, I'm just trying to change my life. I'm trying to give myself the experience the opportunity to just get it because sometimes that's all people need like let's be honest sometimes that's all you need i talk about that all the time sometimes i just need the algorithms to be playing in my favor just put me in front of the people allow me to allow me to be able to shoot my shot fairly that's it so and i think sometimes when rappers are looking for deals you just you don't care about these people's back, uh, background or who they are what they've been through you just looking for opportunity and, and and I think that's one of the things when I even was what I think I talked about that trap law uh trap law Ross um YouTube when he made the YouTube docs and he did the one on NBA Youngboy and like if you just look at some of the people that Youngboy was signed to when he was only like 14 it's like any like those these charges could ha easily happen to anybody matter of fact the crazy thing is I was watching the Quando Rondo jump the other day and I think that's one of the things sometimes and that's when you kind of know you have outgrew certain things because I was on Saturday night in between watching fo uh, college football and I was watching that YouTube, uh, a YouTube documentary about Quando Rondo. And he was so young and like the people, he, like though he, like he had endless little gang situations that he could have easily been, but he probably would have never even been Quando Rondo if he did, if he would have got picked up on some of these earlier Rico charges that was faced to some of the people he was growing up with. So like when you hear these stories and you watch how some of these situations play out, it just be like, damn dog like you're never realistically you just don't know because you don't know what people do when they're not around you so it's just so hard but again like i said just listening to the, those lyrics without no beat it's just like bro young thug was very bold and the people would be like oh you shouldn't put that i think i seen me like man i don't even want to do interviews no more they just pulling up lyrics like dog you just be rapping and and, and of course and i'm sure if you hearing this on a thursday me and marcus broke down our feelings about the rick ross and meek mill album um on tuesday's episode yeah but i don't i'm not yeah everybody lyrics ain't the same dog some of y'all niggas just be rapping and then some of these niggas like when you can put a date in time like listen to her sitting here and say let me just play that part again and i'm not gonna play the whole thing out but just that part at the beginning and mr williams says i shot at his mommy now he no longer mentioned me now this would seem again insignificant if you're just looking at these words however in this case in the height of the 2050 gang war between the ysl gang and the if gang, we have cases in which individuals of YSL shoot at the opposition's mother's house. Mr. Wyeth, Mr. Rayshon Bennett, also known as Wyeth and Lucci. We have two incidents in January 22 of 2015 and January 26 of 2015, where his mother's home, Mr. Bennett's mother's home, was shot at. And it is alleged to have been shot at by a YSL associate. This, uh, yeah, so you can't, and then, so when you hear that play out and then you, and she got exact dates and then go look at when the song got put out, those, the times be too close, dog. 
you can't sit here and be like, oh, this literally happened a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago that boom, I heard it put out a song and talking about it. And then like people just like, bro, when you can put two and two together and that shit equal four, I don't want to hear all that. Oh, I it's just rap music. Nah, dog, it's not. I'm sorry. I hear you niggas. I get what you're trying to make your point. Like one, all you rappers ain't really rapping your real lives. That's one. And then two, it's just some shit that's just ridiculous, dog. And I kind of feel bad for the rap that Gunna had to take. And I guess to end this whole conversation, and we can end it on this one, uh, and just because we talked about the whole little snitching situation with Gunna, it was, I'm not, I don't know how many of y'all are actually familiar with Boston Richie, but Boston Richie is a popular rapper from Florida. He was signed to Future at one point like maybe a couple months ago, maybe it wasn't even a year ago. And of course the popular YouTuber 1090 Jake brought up some allegations about him snitching because it was brought to him by some young dude from Florida, I think who was affiliated with Kodak Black and they were trying to, you know, put some smut on Boston Richie's name to kind of kill his momentum he had going on. With all that being said, the young man who originally brought this information to 1090 Jake was just murdered last week. And, and, that, and sometimes, and I get, and that's the crazy and the scary part about the internet, right? Because in, in the, the way the internet has portrayed, I guess, like people who snitch or this, that, and the third, and for kids who probably really just don't do enough homework, which nine times out of 10, most people don't. I ain't only just put it on kids as adults. Like information is all on the internet. People just really don't feel like doing it. But I think people got that stereotype that like snitches are like soft. Because I guess if you listen to say, if we looking at like somebody like six, nine, he kind of like, he seems very fragile. He seems like you can kind of do whatever to him, but everybody don't play by them same rules. Some people have made decisions when they were younger, like the Boston Richie thing. I think he was like 14 or something like that. You, you want to hold a, a fucking 20 year old to something that he did when he was 14. And though that span, let's just say if that was a seven or eight year ago span, though, you can become a vicious criminal in eight years. Just look how fast I played that clip of them little boys. Imagine if one of them end up getting locked up right now for something, one of them snitch on the other one, and they 11. The one who may have to go sit down and do some time, he, where he might, and he, let's say if he had to do 10 years, and he come out as he 21 or 22, he comes out a demon now. Cause he's been like, and I think some people don't necessarily know that. And I think that's one of the scary things about street culture, tying around in the internet and a bunch of internet kids giving their opinion, calling people rats and saying this. And the reason why I know this is because I make videos about Boston Richie because Boston Richie still puts out to me great music. He put out one of my favorite songs of this year, that Bubba man. Oh my, it go crazy. But I've seen people in my tail. Oh, you can't, how you promoting a rat? This and the third. I'm like, bro, I'm not arguing with you on the internet about no goddamn rats because it's just, but it's so the crazy thing is, and of course you don't want to glorify this, but I paid attention to how many blogs didn't pick up what happened to this boy. But y'all was so, everybody was picking up, calling Boston Richie a rat and trying to hurry up and crush his career. Future took him off the tour. Future don't be banging with him no more. Don't got no songs with him or nothing. He, so it's just like, you basically, I lost my co-sign and he was supposed to go on that tour with ESTG and, and Future and all of them. And he lost that opportunity because of that, the same person. But then when this nigga end up, I'm not saying he did it, but this nigga end up getting smoked. The repercussions that you want for clicks and bases in real life, like I talked about it with Joe Button, you have to pay for it in real life. And we can end this one with this uh, Saucy Santana situation because I did, I know we can't, like I said, on Tuesdays, we can't play too much music. Saucy Santana put the song out, Um, what's it called, In the Street? And I'll holler at y'all Tuesday and Thursday. When I point, nigga, meet me in the street. Oh, I get it. You want to be a city girl. Aww. Nah, really, you want to be in Diddy World. Get his bitch ass a skirt, and we gon' make this nigga dance. He got titties in a dick, now we done make this nigga trans. Get your goons, get your guns. Get your checks, get your funds. Yeah, bitch, you ain't bout that life. You don't get your ass a peach, you a Jersey housewife. Bitch, bitch ass nigga, talking big shit. 
twitch ass nigga. You a snitch. When I point, nigga, meet me in the street. Oh, I get it. You wanna be a city girl. Aww. Nah, really, you wanna be in Diddy World. <laughs>